0: this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. I love that it says this in Psalm 139. It says, and in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, like God planned out every day of your life for you he has a purpose and a plan and so today my my message really ties in with the series that David has been doing why am I here what's my purpose what's our purpose in life what are we really doing here why are we alive on the earth today anybody ever ask these questions or is it just me do you ever just wonder like am I really doing what I was created to do It's really good to stop and ask that, no matter where you're at in your life. You could be 13 going, what am I here for? It's a really good question to ask, a really necessary question to ask. And really, if you don't know who your creator is, how can you really receive your purpose from him? You gotta know the creator, right? To really receive the purpose of God for your life. And so, Lord, today I thank you for your word. God, thank you for... What you put on my heart to share today, God, I pray that I would speak it accurately, Lord, that you would just flow through my mouth today, God, and speak your words of life over people, Lord. I pray over every single one of us in this room today, God, that we would encounter you. God, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I know that there's many in this room that are just questioning, is there really a God? Is there really, is this really real how, how does all this work? And Lord, only you can answer those questions in our hearts. Only you can come and meet us where we're at. Because you are the author of life and you are the creator. And so, Lord, I thank you for ministering to our hearts today. Speaking a word to us, Lord. One word from you can change our lives forever. And so, Father, we receive in Jesus' name what you have to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I just love starting out a message by opening our hearts to the Lord and just saying, no, we're not here to have church. We're here to meet God. We're here to receive from him, to open our hearts to a real and living God, our creator. For him to show us new things that we don't know yet. Amen. Every single week I come with a heart that just says, God, I want to know you more. Because this is a lifelong journey. This isn't just like, we, oh, we've arrived, and now we're, we're there. We're spiritually mature, and we don't need to grow, or we don't need to. No, no, no. The older you get, the more you realize how much you have to learn. Hallelujah. That's called wisdom. Hallelujah. And wisdom is what I want to talk to you about today. Because wisdom really ties in with our purpose and our calling and why we're here. Why are we here? What is it? That we want out of life. What plan did my God, my Creator, have for me? And looking back on my life, say you're at the end of your life looking back, what do you want it to say? Right? What do you want to see? Do you see a life of fruit and surrender and sold out to Jesus? If you look at the big picture of your life, just Everybody stop and do that for a sec. Look at the big picture. Did I I do what the Lord wanted me to do? Did I do it? And it's not about a performance, it's about a relationship with Jesus. It's about knowing him because when you know him, you follow him. When you know him, you do what he says. Amen. And so what are the things you're after? You know, this world, like society or culture, tells us like, go after money. Go after things. Go after, don't you want more stuff? More stuff. More popularity. More friends. More fame. More success. But success in the eyes of who? Is success measured by what the world says? Or is success measured by what God says? Because you know, at the end of our lives, it's not really going to matter. It's going to matter what God says. Right? I'm asking some hard questions this morning, but you're getting them. But at the end of our lives, what do we want to see? Ultimately, it's the one who's really in charge, right? That tells us what this life is supposed to be. So we could take a risk either way. Take a risk on God or take a risk on not following God. It's risky. But I would rather take a risk on God and what he said. And go after what he says. Because the world's empty. I don't, I don't know if you guys heard that song we were singing. I've searched the world for a love that could fill my heart. But nothing compares to the wonder of who you are. I don't know about any of you. If you've tried this stuff in the world. Is it working out too well for you? No. It's just like a big empty package. It's like wrapped all pretty. Here's a pretty, pretty box and it's all wrapped beautiful and you go to open it and it's empty. There's nothing in there. God is the exact opposite. He'll wrap it pretty too, but it'll be the greatest gift that you could ever receive. And it it encompasses your whole life. It encompasses the gifts and the things that he's put inside of you, the dreams that he's put in your heart. It's all part of God's amazing plan. Every purpose was and is created by God for a specific purpose and plan. But we'll never find that plan or discover who God has called us to be until we look to him, till we find out what he has already said and how he set our lives up to flourish. We can't get on some other plan and ask God to bless it when God's already said, do it this way. I have a path. I have a way for you. And guess what, it's blessed. It's called the blessing. The Old Testament talks about the blessing coming on you and overtaking you. That's the way of wisdom. That's the way that God has called you to walk. But we can't go like, I'm gonna do my own thing, God, can you bless it? And he's like, no, that'll kill you. That's gonna take you to hell. That's gonna destroy your life. That's gonna leave you with nothing. And scars and wounds and heartache and brokenness that you can't imagine. All right. So let's dive into this. Number one, go after. This is one of my my first points. Go after the wisdom of God above all and before all. And we're going to jump into Proverbs here. Proverbs 4. If you want to turn to that in your Bible right now, you can. Proverbs 4, 7 through 9. It says wisdom. Let's read it together. Y'all want to read it with me? Let's say, okay, ready, go. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. And then Proverbs 21.30 says, there is no wisdom or understanding, or counsel against the Lord. Knowing what God says, how he works, living under his way is the only way to live successful. Somebody say amen. Amen. As a teenager, I remember I was a pastor's kid growing up. And I remember um, about 17 hit. And I was like, okay, what is this all about really? Like I've been living under my parents, you know, like do this, don't do that. Love Jesus, follow God. And it was great until the reality of, like, do I really know God hit. Like, do, do I believe in God? What do I really believe? Because how many of you know you got to hit that at some point in your life to know what you believe? What are you going to build your life on? you got to know God for you. you got to experience the revelation of who he really is to you. And so I remember crying out to the Lord and just saying, God. I need to know you. Like, I, I've been growing up in this, and it's great. There's good things, there's bad things, right? Because there's a lot of people involved in life. Amen. <laughs> a lot of people, and people aren't perfect. You see a lot of stuff. But it's not God. And God met me as a teenager, and He showed Himself so real to me. And I went after wisdom, I was not perfect. I made a lot of mistakes, but I kept choosing the Lord over and over because I realized He's not looking for me to be perfect. He knows I'm going to make mistakes, He knows I'm going to mess up. That's why He sent Jesus. Because it's not about our performance. God's not looking for us to act like we have it together. He knows we don't. Come on, somebody. None of us have it together. We're all in the same boat. You know, the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. You know, and I had a dad that uh, he was just real. My parents were both first generation saved. Um, During the Jesus movement, some of you guys will know what that was back in the 70s. And it was just this incredible... Movement among the hippies. I was like, man, I should have been born back in that era. Okay, Lord, I would have been the best hippie. But, but listen, they, like my parents, were, my, my dad really was so far from God. And, and his amazing story is he was in a park in Tucson. And a Jewish messianic lady came up to him and just started preaching Jesus to him. And he's like, I already know about all that. I already know about all that. I'm seeking enlightenment. It's an awesome story. Anyways, that night they invited him to like a house church gathering. They went and my dad was so overwhelmed with the presence of God. He was set free in a moment of experiencing who Jesus really is and chose Jesus, walked with Jesus. And I remember my dad asking him at 17, like, can you tell me your story? And I remember my dad saying, I don't really want to tell you my story, but I'm going to. He told me his story and how the Lord really found him. And he he really did search the world. He went through a lot of heartache and pain. He searched and searched. And Jesus met him. Changed his life forever. He never did another drug. He had people take him under their wing and just love him and guide him, and he led all, his. He's in uh, nine in a family of nine siblings, and he led all of his brothers and sisters to Jesus. He led his mom to the Lord, and just a few years back, he led his dad to the Lord in the hospital, right before he breathed his last breath, and really like that's the kind of life we're called to live, one that's just sold out to the Lord, that's not looking for notoriety or fame, but looking for a heart that is after God and that loves people like that. Amen. My second point, God's wisdom will keep you in his will and on the right path for your life. Proverbs 9, uh, sorry, 3, 19 through 26. It says, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely, everybody say safely, in your way. And your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Keeping wisdom keeps us From the pitfalls and traps of the enemy. Why shouldn't we let these words depart from our eyes? This is how you get wisdom. You dive into the word of God, you dive into what he said. It says right here, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so there'll be life to your soul. Does anybody need life to your soul sometimes? Hey, this is a world that we get beat up in, right? Anybody just feel like beat up by life? You're like, I, I can't take much more. Just thing after thing. Sometimes you feel like the waves of just could be, it could be a number of things. But I don't know if you've ever gone through seasons where you're just like wave after wave after wave. Like I am, I feel so beat up. I can't even, I feel like sometimes I can't even continue on. But you know what this says? That, that wisdom when you get wisdom, when you get understanding, it will be life to your soul. It says it will be grace to your neck. When you have grace, things are not hard. When you have the grace of God in your life, it's not your strength and your power getting through it. Because how many of you know we only have so much that we can push through. We are limited. But with God. And his grace operating in our lives, right? Grace to our neck. And I love that it says you'll walk safely in your way. Your foot will not stumble. That, that, that means so many things. You walk safely in your way. It could keep you from people that are going to drag you down. It could keep you from... Accidents, it could keep you from, I mean, thing after thing, bad financial decisions. Thing after thing after thing I could list, right? It'll keep you in your way if you'll keep wisdom in your eyes. Looking at it, reading it, declaring it, knowing the wisdom of God will keep you on the right path. It'll keep you away from roads that you're never meant to go down. I grew up in Northern California. Um, if you notice my thick southern accent this morning, <laughs> I wish I had one. I, I like, I try, I try sometimes. Hey y'all! But I did grow up in Northern California. <laughs> um, we did a lot of hiking. Um, my dad's from Lake Tahoe. So I grew up like skiing and snowboarding and doing all that fun stuff in the mountains. But we went hiking a lot. And one thing as a kid that my dad taught us from a really early age, because they, like, let us loose and be like, okay, have fun, go hiking. I'm like, Now I look back and go, I would never, ever do that with my kids. But, but I remember the, the main thing he taught us is, you know, don't go off the path and make sure you read the signs. If a sign says don't go there, don't go there. Right? And he was, those are just simple. I know it seems like duh, but when you're a kid, it's not duh. Stay on the path and make sure you read the signs. Because you don't read that sign, one turn is going to lead you a whole different direction. Because you know, they have those loops and they, they have those trails and you do those loops and stuff. So that's something that I'm like, when we're hiking as a family, I'm in charge. Everyone is following me. (laughs) David is a Southern California boy. He grew up in a concrete jungle, so he taught me how to drive on the freeways, but I taught him how to hike, (laughs) okay, (laughs) and to kayak. We'll talk about that later. But anyways, I just—I'll tell the kayak story a different day. Everybody want to hear the kayak story? It's a—it's a good one. I'll—I'll save it for the next time. I want to tell you a story real quick about Nate and Miara. You guys, wave your hands. They were leading us in worship this morning. This beautiful couple. We've known them for a really long time. I've known Miara since she was about 14. Her mom is in the house today, too. I remember one night, this was many, many years ago, Monica, Miara's mom, called me. It must have been nine at night, something like that. And... um. I knew, like they were dating, and like, I knew they had gone hiking that day because I just remember her saying, Oh, we're going hiking. I was like, Okay, that's cool. Are you guys going to be alone? No, Micaiah's going with us. That's Nate's younger brother. So three of them are out hiking. Monica calls me at 9, 8, 9 p.m. I'm like, Why is Monica calling me? Answer the phone. And she's like, Hey, we can't get in touch with Nate and Yara. They're hiking up in Mount Baldy we, there's no cell service, like, we can't get a hold of them. They were supposed to be back a long time ago. So my heart, like, drops. I'm like, oh, you know, inexperienced hikers. That's like that my mind's like, ah! You know, and I, and, I mean, you hear a lot of stories about hikers getting lost. In the, it's a very dangerous thing. Just do not do it. Everybody vow I will never get lost as a hiker. <laughs> be safe. Um... Anyways, these guys, there was not good signage there where they were. And so the signs were not clear. And so they were on their way back and took a wrong turn. And it led them eight hours out of the way. Four of those hours being Miara in the dark. And Miara, I remember, she had to take her shoes off because she had been wearing sandals. Did you go? Wait. Wait not good shoes or something, and so she, she was barefoot, and Nate's brother gave her his shoes. I mean, it just, the story was, like, unreal. So anyways, they finally, I mean, this is out, like, we're, like, at home, like, you know, contending in the spirit for them, praying over them, declaring over them, stressed out. I know both the moms and the parents were all, we were all just praying, 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 praying. And so finally they find a house and they told them where to go and they finally got down to their car safe. Uh, it was very, very late by then. Midnight? Some, 11. Um, very late. And so um, they head out and they see all these, you know, emergency vehicles rushing past them. <laughs> They're about to start the manhunt or the, you know, they were about to start the search. There were the helicopters in the sky. But luckily they ended up uh, making contact with them, and they said, "Are you guys?" You know, say, says their name. Finally, they found him. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, they found him. Thank you, Jesus. And um, and you know, I just thought about this story because if you don't know where you're going, there's n- no signage. You don't know what path to take. You don't know, right? Like, this is just so pertains to our lives. Without the wisdom of God, we're lost. We don't know which path to take, we don't know what turn to take. But you know, God promises us that if we'll listen to Him, if we'll look to Him, if we'll apply wisdom to our lives, it'll keep us. We won't get lost. We won't get turned around. And if we do, he's going to get us right back. That's what his mercy and grace is all about. He gets us right back on track. Right back on the path he has for our lives. And you know what the Bible says? He even redeems the time. He'll redeem years of our lives that we might have wasted. But like he'll redeem it. Because that's how good he is. And my last one, I'm going to wrap it up. My last one today is God's wisdom brings true happiness. You know, you hear the world always talk about, like, do what makes you happy. Oh, Oh, did you mean for the, like, that five minutes? (laughs) God's wisdom brings true happiness. And what I mean by true is it's lasting. Like it's real. It doesn't go away. But all the stuff that we could try, all the things that we could do. You might think you're happy for a minute, but get three months down the road, six months down the road, when you know God said, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't have that relationship. Don't invest that. Don't, right? And, and like, there's warning signs along the way. There's stuff on the, the path that that says, "Don't go this way," <laughs> you know. Caution, don't do this. Anybody feel like that sometimes? And sometimes our flesh is just like, we're just gonna do it anyway. And then you're like, oh, ouch, Lord. And then we cry out and he answers and he comes and he rescues and he redeems and pours out his love and grace. But, but here's wisdom, the Bible says, cries aloud. And a wise man, the Bible says, will hear and increase in learning. So why is catching wisdom so crucial to you walking out your calling and living out your purpose? Because it will keep you, it will protect you from all the junk, all the stuff the enemy would love to strap you down with and keep you in a box, put a lid on you. You can never get over this. You can never break out of this. You will never be this person that you think you want to be. You will never be, right? That's the enemy. That's not God. God doesn't put us in a box. God created us to be free. God created us to be unique. God created us with purpose. He created us for beauty. And you know, I'm so, I I get so tired of hearing the world say, God just puts, He just wants to put you in a box or He, you know, religion this and religion that. Yeah, God's not religion. People are. That's not God. He's the God of freedom, He's the God of truth. He's the God of salvation. He's the God of healing and redemption. I love God. I love the freedom that's in Jesus. And the only reason I'm up here today is to help you catch it. I would stake my whole life, my kids' lives, everything I believe I stake it on him. That's how convinced I am of the God that we serve. He brings true happiness. I didn't even read the scripture yet, but I'm going to read it real quick. It says this in um, 13 through 18. Um, Can you put up the New Living Translation too? Joyful or happy is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire. Come on, somebody say it to yourself. Nothing I could desire can compare with her. This is wisdom we're talking about. She offers you long life in her right hand And in her left, and it says, and riches and honor are in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Do you want to find happiness? Find wisdom. Gain understanding. Wisdom will make you happy. The wisdom of God will make you happy. Money can't and won't make you happy. Relationships can't and won't make you happy. Possessions, all the things you could buy, the best vacations, the best adventures, your dream job, fame, popularity, none of it can make you happy. Maybe for a little time, but after a while, it's all empty. Because guess what you need to make any of that worth getting? Jesus, wisdom. That's who he is. You need wisdom. Long life, riches in honor. Ways of pleasantness, delightful paths, peace, satisfaction. A tree of life to all who embrace her, take hold of her. And happy are those who hold her tightly. You don't let go. God, our Creator, made us with something inside that only He can satisfy. Nothing else and no one else can do it. I heard a pastor say it's impossible to conquer the promised land and be successful in it without God's wisdom. We need God's wisdom in everything that we do. You know Joshua 1:8 says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that's according I'm sorry, observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Even Jesus said in Matthew 10:39, he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake, we'll find it. So just as I'm wrapping up today, I just want to encourage you with a couple things. You know, David and I had parents that, on both sides, that gave their hearts to Jesus when they were um, probably in, in their 20s or something like that. And so we have talked a lot about the way they parented both of us. It was real, they didn't throw a bunch of rules at us. They just said you need to you need to know Jesus. And they helped introduce Jesus to us. And you know, in all their issues, cuz we all have issues. None of us are just like I'm at the top of every, you know, I'm always happy. I'm always joyful. Well, that's is true at the core. <laughs> But it doesn't mean you feel that all the time. What happiness is, is it's God inside of you. It's knowing that you're rooted and grounded in his love. And that nothing that life can throw at you is gonna take that away. Because his love is unfailing. When everything else around us fails, his love will never fail. It'll carry us to the end. And his wisdom will carry us to the end. And we will have success and all of these incredible things that I was just talking about. You know Solomon in the Bible? In 1 Kings 3. And this is what I'm closing with. In 1 Kings 3, 11 through 14, Solomon Solomon was offering sacrifices to God. And it was right when he was becoming king. And, And it was transferring from King David to King Solomon. Solomon was his son. And he became king at a very young age and had a lot, of, um, a lot of responsibility thrust upon him at an early age. And he was in the shadow of a, a great warrior king, King David. And he was offering sacrifices to God. And, and he, um, God said to him, ask, ask me anything. Ask me whatever you want to ask and I'll do it. And um, verse 11 it says, then God said to him, because you have asked, um, is that verse 11? Okay, so yeah, um, so King Solomon asked God for wisdom above anything else. He didn't ask him for anything else. He said, God, give me your wisdom that I would be able to rule this people well, that I would be able to judge them well, because that's what the kings did back then. And God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall anyone arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the the kings all your days. Isn't that incredible that King Solomon, (laughs) he asks for a heart of wisdom? He could have asked for anything from God. And he asks for a heart of wisdom because he understood what it took to get through life. He watched his dad. And he realized, God, I need your wisdom. And Lord, may that be our hearts today. We need your wisdom, God. We need your wisdom above our needs being met, above, Lord, just even the Here and now, God, we need your wisdom for how to walk through this life and do what you've called us to do and live out our lives with purpose. And so, Father, I pray today that you would show us, Lord, how to run after your wisdom, whether it be reading a proverb every single day, reading your word, Lord, our daily Bible reading, praying, worshiping you, seeking you, God, but let your wisdom, Lord, be what we desire and go after above everything else. Lord, may we see we cannot do this without you. We cannot live the life we're created to live without you and your wisdom. And so, Lord, we ask you for your wisdom today. We ask you, give us hearts that run after wisdom and seek understanding, God. Because without it, we're, we're sunk. But God, with you, I thank you, all things are possible. We can do everything that you've called us to, God, and your hand of no blessing will be on it because we're running after you and we're running after your wisdom. I thank you for it in Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.